Good morning. I am Sarah, I'm one of the pastors here at Hope, and this morning we continue in our summer, it's not summer, it is very much winter, <laughs> in our sermon series, Come to Me, where here we are acknowledging that yes, life is broken, it is full of hurts, and, and because we are often experiencing hurts in this world, Jesus invites us to come to him, to cast all of our cares on him during life's storms. But how do we seek and find comfort and healing in Jesus? Well, today we'll be digging into the Apostle Paul's encouragement to us in the letter to the Corinth, uh, church, Corinthian church and how he and they have in Christ experienced God of all comfort. Before we begin, let us have a word of prayer. If you would join me. Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you thanks and praise this morning for your Son, Jesus Christ, who is the source of our comfort. And as we lean into your word, lean into your promises that you have for us through Holy Scripture, Lord, help us to tune our hearts, our ears, our eyes, our very lives to the good word that you would have for us. Speak directly into our hearts this morning. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, what do you think of when you think of comfort? What comes to mind for you? Well, this time of year when I think of comfort, especially given the weather outside, although we are having a little bit of a warm-up, uh, earlier this week it was barely above zero. And so when I think of comfort, I think of my favorite Scarf. I feel like every time I come home, the first thing I do is I wrap up in this thing right here. And I, when I think of comfort, I also think of all the things I like to do with this scarf on at home, right? I sit in my favorite chair, I grab a, a cup of my favorite coffee or tea, and, and of course, you know, another thing that I do when I come home from work and I want to get comfortable and kick back, I take off my work shoes and I put on my favorite slippers. Yes, they're Detroit Lion slippers. Here we go. <laughs> now, I don't find comfort in that team, I tell you that much. <laughs> but the slippy, slippers are very comfy. And so these are the things that when I, I get home and I wrap up in these items, they bring me that feeling of comfort and coziness. Now, I'm sure for you, those things that come to mind for you that bring you comfort and bring you a sense of that, that warmth and coziness that sometimes we just need, right? Especially when the day is long, right? When life has just been hard, where you're tired and exhausted in both mind and body, right? You have things that you do to help you decompress, to relax, to be comforted. Well, whatever those things are, you know, a lot of the things that we call these, the world would call these self-care things that we do, right? These are self-care items that we do. But let's face it, if you've lived long enough on this earth, these things that, that comfort us in certain moments, like, they're, they're okay. But life can get really, really draining really quickly, Right? In, in fact, one of the, the great mysteries of faith that a lot of people ask is, why does God allow us 
to go through suffering? Why does God allow pain and suffering to exist in the world? And where is God? Where is God during those times of deep hurt and brokenness and suffering? Well, because suffering doesn't just happen to bad people. In fact, it often happens to good people who do good things. We really wrestle with this question. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why, why does suffering happen to, to not only unfaithful people, but also to faithful people? Why, why does hurts and suffering happen? You know, it happens not only to the poor, but also to the wealthy, to the young and to the old, and everyone in between. Because let's face it, suffering and hurt, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't discriminate. And what may cause one person to deeply hurt and suffer at some depth, real deep death, it may be different for another person. They don't suffer in the same way, but it's true. We all will hurt and suffer at some point in our life. And the, Paul, the Apostle Paul addresses hurt and suffering in this way. He talks to the church in Corinth not that suffering and hurt, the why of it, but he points instead to the character of God. He points to where is God in the midst of hurt and suffering. And so we heard this earlier. He says, blessed, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. So Paul, he, he doesn't go to the why because he just acknowledges sometimes there just isn't a good reason why for the suffering. But let's point to what we do know. We know God's character and God's character is one of mercy and comfort. God's character He's not the one who causes suffering. Rather, he is the one who comforts us in our suffering. He continues, Paul continues in his letter, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so, excuse me, for just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. So, yes, where there is a lot of suffering in this world, misfortune and, and affliction, God is the one who provides consolation abundantly. He is the one who comforts abundantly. You see, the suffering that exists in this world, it can be extreme, can't it? It can be incredibly extreme. The loss of loved ones, broken relationships, a terminal illness diagnosis, mental health crisis, addiction, human trafficking and exploitation, world history and current events is just chock full of stories and remembrances of injustice and deep suffering in our world. So it can be hard to imagine any comfort at all for those who have been victims of violence, abuse, and immense suffering. 
And you know, these, these self-care practices, when in the face of all that, they just seem like tiny little band-aids when there's a big, huge, gaping wound. And that's because the comfort that our soul needs is more than just feelings of comfort, of warmth, a coziness. Instead, what we need is something out of this world. What we need is a gift from God, a perspective that shifts in us because of God, a door that is opened for us because of God, oh, 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 a door that helps us have a way out of our affliction and suffering. And so God does that. He gives it to us in Christ. You see, in Christ, God gives us the gift of himself. God came to us in Jesus to come and live with us in our broken world, to experience the brokenness of this world, but not just experience it, but also to then conquer the brokenness of this world, defeating death and sin on a cross and through an empty tomb. And by this, God opens a door for us. He says, yes, this life is hard, but in Christ, this one who suffered for us, in Christ, sin, death, and the devil, it doesn't have the final say on our lives anymore. Instead, God's love, God's forgiveness, God's mercy and grace in Christ does. Our eternity is paid for through the blood and the body of Christ. And the door of heaven is flung open wide for Christ because of Christ's empty tomb. So God intervenes in the person of Jesus, not the feeling, in the person of Jesus, we can find comfort for our souls. How can this bring our weary souls the deep comfort it needs? Well, in Christ, we know that what we've suffered in our past, it doesn't define us today. Whatever suffering we experience today, it will not define our future. In Christ, we and our experiences, all of it, the past, the present, it's all going to be redeemed. And that, that brings soul deep comfort. And this is what God hopes that we would do in the midst of our suffering, that we wouldn't look to just mere things, earthly things to have comfort, but instead we would turn to him in Christ and look to Christ to know that there is nothing that we can go through where God isn't with us. And there is nothing that we can go through where God will not redeem us. This is what Paul is trying to get at in the next verse. He says this, if we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which pr produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. 
You see, when we suffer or face tribulations, God doesn't leave those times meaningless. There may be no good reason why you are going through what you're going through, right? But in the middle of the suffering, boy, it can feel like everything is meaningless. And often we cry out to God and we say, why? Why do I have to go through this? So God, what does he do? Instead of leaving us wrestling with that question of why, which never has a good answer oftentimes, God redeems us and those times of suffering by inviting us to join him in his healing and comforting work in the world by helping others who suffer in similar ways as we do. To bring God's comfort to others in ways we have received God's comfort. Now, does that change what's happened to us? No, it doesn't. It doesn't change what's happened to us. Does it change how we move forward or how others move forward from suffering? Yes. Yes, it does. There's a woman here at Hope. Her, her name is Kim. And maybe you've met her. Her name is Kim Youngquist, and she is the coordinator for our Stevens ministry, where, where people are trained up. They, they go through about 40 hours of training, right, to walk one-on-one -on -one with somebody who's going through a difficult time. And so Kim, she has undergone a bunch of that training. She's now a, a leader in Stevens ministry. She's a coordinator. But, but she herself, even though she has all the tools available to help others when they are going through a difficult time and suffering, when she lost her mother a few years ago, she herself was not immune from suffering and from grief. In fact, she knew she needed to have an experience of comfort from the Lord. And so you, you heard it lift up earlier in the service, two ministries starting here soon at Hope. One was divorce care for helping people with broken relationships, and the other one is grief share, and she engaged in grief share. She needed Christian community. She needed to feel the comfort of the Lord and, and, and look to Christ for her comfort. And so she engaged in grief share. And it was such a powerful experience for her that now she volunteers her time to help lead groups in grief share. She seeks to comfort as she has been comforted in the Lord. The Apostle Paul, he underscores the redeeming work of God in Christ in verses 8 through 10. And how God can, can pull us through any suffering time. He says, for we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. Here's the Apostle Paul who, who has traveled lots of places. He's, he's faced down death many times because of, of persecution. And yet he says, I don't want you to be uninformed. What we experienced in the prov province of Asia, we were under great pressure. Far beyond our ability to endure. So that we despaired of life itself. Have you ever heard the phrase, God will never give you more than you can handle? Have you ever used that phrase? I sure have. <laughs> right? God will never give you more than you can Well, here's biblical proof. Maybe God won't give you more than you can handle. But this broken world and life can. He despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, 
but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. Yes, life can give you more than you can handle. Paul was burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that the even despaired of life itself. But when life gave him more than he could handle, the only thing that helped him was to put his trust in God. Because God is the one who raises the dead. God, the creator of the universe, is the one who, raised, who has the power to do the impossible, raising the dead, creating new life out of horrible situations, bringing hope where it feels hopeless. You see, in Christ, we have a God of all comfort who gives us the comfort we need to move forward from our past to comfort us in facing our today and to give us hope for tomorrow and for life eternal. God invites us today to make him our favorite thing that we turn to when we need comfort. To seek him in prayer, to seek him in worship, to seek him in holy communion. If you have a hurt or a burden or suffering today, God invites you to come and taste and see and know that he is good, to receive his grace and the promise of new life in him through holy communion. God invites you to seek his comfort in Christian community so that we may receive his abundant comfort. And as we receive his comfort, he also invites us to, in turn, comfort others as we have been comforted in Christ. To comfort those who also need that soul-deep knowledge that no matter what they go through, they are not alone. Christ is with them. And no matter what they are going through, Christ will redeem them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I give you thanks and praise this day for being the God of all comfort. Lord, you created us, but you didn't leave us alone. You couldn't leave us alone. Instead, you gave us your son, Jesus Christ, who meets us right where we're at, and then who takes us by the hand and leads us into you, the God of all comfort. Lord, for those of us who are wrestling today with suffering, with hurts, with grief. Comfort us by your Holy Spirit and by the grace that we have in Christ. And Lord, for those of us who have been comforted by you, who know the sure knowledge of who you are as one who is merciful and comforting, Lord, help us to in turn extend that same mercy and comfort to the world around us in all of our relationships so that your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your name may be made great in the world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.